1 Corinthians 1.9. Let's open our uh, Bible this morning. We are talking about, for the past three Sundays, about the Bible. Why we trust the Bible. Because the Bible is trustworthy. The Bible is real. The Bible is unique. The Bible is supernatural. And the Bible is truth. Well, how do I read the Bible? We read the Bible with our reverence. We read the Bible with E, excitement. Read the Bible with immense appetite. And we read the Bible with the heart of devotion. Amen. And so this morning we'll be talking about what the Bible says about God. 1 Corinthians 1.9. Let's all read together. Uh, still waiting for the reading together. All read together. God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to His promise. And He can be depended on by Him. You were called into friendship and participation with His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of His Word. Find someone, give them a high five, and tell them, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. As I said, what the Bible says about God. What we need to understand this morning is the Bible has no intention of defending nor proving the existence of God. How many, how many knows that? Because the Bible just tells us in the beginning, God. When you open the, the, the first chapter in, in Genesis, he's not talking about how can you find or where is God or how do you define. No, 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 no. He just wants you to know in the beginning, God. And so I want, I want to submit to, to all of us this morning. The Bible speaks about God in a very special, personal way for all of us. Another thing that you need to understand, you know, the other thing that the Bible talks about God, the moment you don't believe in God, okay, the Bible has, has proven that, the, that He is true. Because the Bible says in Psalms, the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. Okay? So, so the moment you say there is no God, it only proves that the Bible is true. Because if there's no one saying there is no God, then there is a possibility that the Bible is wrong. But because there's a lot of people talking about non-existence of God, then the Bible is true. Because the Bible says, the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. So this morning, what the Bible says about God is that God is faithful. Amen. How many can say amen to that? That you have discovered, you have experienced, you have seen the faithfulness of God upon our lives. Amen. I want to submit to all of us this morning. Sometimes we are unfaithful, but the Bible says He is always faithful. He's always faithful. 
And here's, here's the one thing I want us to observe. In that verse, there's the, the three powerful words that we need to remember this morning is God is faithful. Amen. Turn to someone and say, look at them in the eye and say, God is faithful. Amen. Yeah. He is faithful. Why? Why is he faithful? It's because he is God. And here is the reason that we can trust him, we can believe him, and we can put our confidence in him. One, because God is reliable. Look at that. God is faithful, reliable. You can, you can put all your confidence in him. You can put all your trust in him. Why? Because he is reliable. Not only he's reliable, he's trustworthy. Amen. We can put our trust in him because he is trustworthy. And therefore, he is also ever true to his promise. You, you know, the promises of God is yes and amen. That's 2 Corinthians. He said, when he said he promised, Numbers also said us that he is not a man that he would lie. What he said, he's going to do it. What he promised, he is going to fulfill. That is the God of the Bible. And the God of the Bible says this morning, he is reliable, he is trustworthy, he is ever true, and he can be depended on. Amen? He can be depended on. And if there's one thing I want you to understand, is God is not only sovereign, He's not only all-powerful, He's not only all-knowing, He is always everywhere, but our God also is our friend. Amen? How many knows that song? I am a friend of God. Amen? Three times in the Bible, God recognized Abraham and it was it was said Abraham was the friend of God. And so this morning, we want, to, uh, we want to remind everyone that we are friend of God. And we participate with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So what the Bible says about God are three things that we need to remember. One, God is faithful to his word. Amen. <laughs> how, how many parents do we have in the house? What's the one thing that you learn when it comes to being a parent is you don't say to your kid, I promise I'll buy you this. Yeah? Or I promise we'll go there. Or I promise. Because the moment you use the word I promise, the kids will never forget. No. Wish you have, they have amnesia, but no, it doesn't happen. Especially if what they, you promise is what they want. You know, like, you don't promise my grandson Michael a vanilla ice cream. Because, I mean, like, he can just eat it and devour it. One thing I want you to understand this morning is the Bible says that God is faithful to his word. How many have claimed the scriptures in your life and you have proven it? That God is faithful to his word. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I said earlier, I challenge you if you, are, uh, if you are a believer and you've been walking with the Lord for quite a while, you need to have a memory verse or a life verse. 
Okay? How many have a life verse where you cling to that verse when a situation happens in your life? Amen? And I'm not talking about John 11:35. Okay? Because that's the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. How can that be a life verse? You know? I was, I was talking to our dear, uh, our dear friends a, a while ago. I told them, I said, I guarantee you, if you apply the promise of the scriptures that the Bible says, if you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, the third one says, oh, oh, all these things shall be added unto you. And if you realize, I said, the background or the context or when Jesus said that verse, he, he, he started by explaining how important are the birds compared to you. But they don't worry about their food. How beautiful are those lilies in the valleys. But you are more special than them. And so Jesus was explaining, as far as you and I are concerned, you are more special. So if you discover that you're going to seek him first and his righteousness, Jesus said all those worries that you've been thinking about, clothing, shelter, and food. He said all these things shall be added unto you. That's his word. Amen. And so that's. That's the promise of God. He is faithful to his word. And look at how faithful he is. If we know that God's word is faithful, this should be our attitude. Look at that. We need to seize his word. We need to hold fast to his word. We need to retain his word. We need to have an attitude without wavering with his word. And we need to have the hope and cherish and confess his word. Amen. Because the Bible says, he who promised is reliable and faithful to his word. How many have Facebook? Let me see. Your, let me see your hand. Oh, come on. Don't be shy. God is a God of forgiveness. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying that is, you know, at first I thought everything that is on the Facebook is true. And I saw and said, oh, uh, there is a Filipino movie actor in the Philippines that he passed away. I said, oh, no, I didn't know he's already dead. You know, only to find out it is fake news. He's still alive. <laughs> you know, and many times now you look, at, you, you look at the Facebook and you ask the question, is this true or not? Is this real or not? But when you read the Bible, you don't question, is this promise is true or not? No, because he's faithful to his word. Therefore, you, need, you can seize it. You can hold fast. You can retain and have no wavering about the hope that you have. You can cherish and confess it. Amen? So I challenge every one of you, you need to have a life verse. A scriptures, a life verse is someone that's spoke to you, that jumped out of the book, that, that causes you to say, wow! Amen? You need to have that. And next Sunday, I'm going to ask each one of you, what is your life verse? We'll start from, nah, only kidding. Amen? Why? You know, when a situation happens, those life verse of yours will become a reality. I, told, I, I, I shared earlier, my life verse 
since, since I was ministering is that Galatians 2.20 is my life verse. You know, where Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live. It's Christ living in me. And the life I now live in this flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. That is my life verse. So that when Satan will come, man, you like that? This is, I, I will offer that to you. No, 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 no. I will say, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live. It's Christ living in me. Amen? So the promise of the word of God this morning is true and faithful. Get a hold of his word. Because the Bible says that one who promises is reliable and faithful to his word. Number two, the Bible says that God is also faithful to forgive us. Amen? How many can honestly say you have been forgiven by the Lord? Amen? All of us. The Bible, you know, if you think you are not a sinner this morning and you have been forgiven by the Lord, then you miss Romans 6, uh, 3.23. Because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you think you are good enough, that's not the basis of your salvation. The basis of your salvation is what Christ has done for you. Amen? So this morning, remember this. He is a forgiving God. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Remember I shared one time before, there was this, there was this young man who attends our Wednesday Bible study. Good looking guy. Very, very nice man. And so he was attending our Wednesday Bible study. Then one Sunday after the service, I was talking about, you know, Jesus can forgive all your sins. The blood of Jesus can forgive all your sins. So after the service, he approached me and said, Pastor, do you really believe that Jesus can forgive all my sins? And I said, yeah, why? You know, like, yeah, why? <laughs> he looked at me and said, because I am attending a satanic church. And we have been a disciple, and we are asked to go to different churches just to check the church whether they believe on what they are teaching for. Boy, the moment he said that, I started looking at him in the eye. You know, I said, look at me in the eye. I did not remove my eye on him. I said, I want you to understand this. I, I don't, you know, whether you are in uh, attending satanic church, whether you are uh, a disciple of satanic church, I want you to know and I want you to understand this. All your sins can be forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. He looked at me. And then he bowed. And said, I want you to know that the blood of Jesus Christ can forgive all your sins. Do you know, after that Sunday, I have never seen him again. But I was shocked when he said, we go around different churches just to check whether the people really believed the Bible or what they are preaching for. And so, you never know who is sitting beside you. Oh, don't look to your left or to your right. 
Here is the truth this morning I want you to understand. You know, His forgiveness, what, what do we need to know about His forgiveness? His forgiveness is through what? Through the blood of Jesus. Amen? Only through the blood of Jesus are we forgiven of our sins, according to uh, uh, Colossians 1.14. How much will He forgive us? According to the riches of His grace. Ephesians 1.7. As far as God is concerned, the Bible says His grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. No matter what you have done, no matter how bad you are, the forgiveness of Christ is available through His grace. It doesn't matter. Amen? Amen? And, and then number three, we, how do we receive forgiveness? It's simply by, say it with me, faith. Simply by faith. And what is faith? Faith is not feeling afraid, I trust Him. It's feeling assured, I trust Him. Amen? And then how can we know His forgiveness? We know His forgiveness through the preaching of the Word. Amen? Do you know that you are here this morning and when the message of the gospel is being preached, there are, there are things, three things that will happen to you. Do you know that? You know, one, you sit there and you go to sleep. No, no, I'm only kidding. On the preaching of the Word of God, three things will happen. One, you will be convicted because the Scriptures will speak to you. And the, the, the Bible will say, okay, you are failing on that. And you're going to say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Number two. When the preaching of the gospel happens, the Bible and the preaching of the gospel will encourage you. Because the Bible says that He will strengthen. And the moment you hear the promises of God, the moment you hear the word of God that's, that spoke to your heart, you will be encouraged and you know that it will happen. And the third thing is that the scriptures will change you. Amen? You see... That's the, that's the power of the scriptures. Is that he has the ability to change your attitude, change your mindset, change your direction. Because the Bible is active, sharper than to any edged sword. Amen. So I want you to understand that. And then not only the Bible speaks about God's faithfulness to his word. God's faithfulness to forgive. The Bible also speaks about God's faithfulness, that He is faithful to discipline us. Amen. Of all those three, the third one is the hardest thing for us. Amen. To accept. Isn't it though? It's because you only want God to say, okay, baby, you're so good. You're so good. No, when you're messing up and you're getting the wrong direction, you got the spanking from Him. Pow! Well, I shared earlier. And I, I, I've shared this to the congregation before, but just, just to help you understand that discipline is important. When we were in the Philippines, my, my grandson Nico was still a little boy then. And when, he, when we were in the Philippines, they have this problem. Every time we go to a restaurant, he has this tantrum syndrome. You know I mean, like, he will just have... This attitude in the, in, in, the, in the restaurant. So I told him, I said, Nico, you don't stop. I'll take you to the restroom. I said, I said, if you don't stop, I'll take you to the restroom. 
and I did that in the Philippines because I know I'm safe. <laughs> Can't do that here. <laughs> I mean, like kids were saying, you spank me, I'm going to call the cop. I said, excuse me, what? <laughs> but when we were there in the Philippines, you know, he was still acting up. Yeah, I took him to the bathroom. And when I took him to the bathroom, I said, I told you that you need to listen to me because I am going to spank you. I turn him around. I give him a good spank. Pow! And I told him, he said, look at me in the eye. Look at me in the eye. He said, why did I spank you? I told him, because I love you, and I am correcting you. Boy, we went back here in the States, and we went to a Chinese restaurant in West Covina. He started acting up again. I look at him, you want to go to the restaurant? <laughs> ah, he did it again. Ah, I took him back to the restaurant. And then I did not spank him. I want you to know that. I looked at him and said, remember what I did to you? Okay, I am going to remind you that not, you are not supposed to do that. Went back out there, he was behaving like an angel, man. <laughs> and from that time on, if he's acting up, I'm just going to look at him and said, restroom. After the service at the 8.30, someone approached me and said, Pastor, this little boy needs restroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I told that lady, I said, it's going to happen. We're going to the Philippines in June, Lord willing. <laughs> but you know what, though? If there's one thing I want you to understand... The Bible is not only a word of encouragement. The Bible is not only a word of promises that you can claim. The Bible will also give you the discipline that we deserve. Amen. If you don't believe that, continue living in disobedience with God, you will get a good spanking from the Lord. Amen. Because what, what is the word of God says? Can we all read that together? One, two, three. For the Lord. What, what, what? Again, again. For the Lord. And everyone. Turn to your neighbor and say, everyone. That includes you. That includes you. Okay? That includes me. Everyone. Continue. Whom he. Ah, there you go. I want to, I want to submit to all of us this morning. If God is not spanking you. Maybe he doesn't love you. And another reason why he doesn't love you is because the next statement says, and he punishes, even scourges every what? Son, whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and cherishes. Maybe that's the reason why. Because as parents, and you see those other kids 
who are not related to you, and they're acting up and doing all those things, you just look at them and say, Pasalamat ka, hindi kita anak. Isn't it though? It's good that you are not my kids. Because if you are my kids, I will discipline you. See, I always say this, and remember this. Please remember this. Not because you were born in the garage doesn't make you a car. Amen? Not because you were born in the church and you're always coming to church and you grew up in the church doesn't mean you are a child of God. I like the way you look at me. No, but seriously though. Isn't it though? Not because you were born in the garage doesn't make you a car. The same thing. Unless you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ where you yourself recognize and understand that your sin has been brought by the blood of Jesus and you accepted him as your Savior and Lord. Only then the promises of the word of God is activated in your life when the word of God says in John 1.12, to him who received him. To them, he gave them power and authority to become children of God. Ah. So you can think the whole time, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. If you haven't done that honest commitment, confession, and acceptance about what Christ has done, you can sing a thousand times, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. You're still going to hell. You're still going. Why? It's because God will discipline you if you are his child. And I submit to you, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Look at, look at this wonderful reason. The three reasons why the Lord will discipline us is to correct us because he loves us and because we are his sons and daughters. Amen. So let's all stand this morning. Let's all stand. So I want you to understand this morning, when negative things or situation happens in your life, you need to ask these three questions. Okay? You ready for this? I always ask these questions. If negative things happen in my life, if situations that are happening in my life is the one that I don't like, you know, where it hurts me, it causes me to, to, uh, to worry, I ask these three questions. One, have I offended him? Have I done something that I disobeyed him or give him? Uh, I, I, I have these things that it dis displeased him. Because I know I'm going to get a spanking after that. Amen. Number two, if you can honestly say, and, and what's the verse for that? You always come up with what King David said. Search me, O God. Amen. Know my heart. How many will agree with me this morning that only God can see your heart? Can see how bad the heart is. He said, search me, O God. Know my heart. Know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked ways in me. Cleanse me from every sin. And if it's not that, then you go to the second question. 
Is this situation that is happening in my life, is this a test of my faith upon him? Amen? Amen? Because if it's a test, he's doing it so that you will grow in your walk with the Lord. Okay? And number three, <laughs> and you need to be honest about this. Did I make a wrong choice or decision? Amen? Those three will help you understand where you stand in your relationship with the Lord. And this morning, as we realize that, what is the Bible talking about God? He's talking about a God who is faithful, God who, is forgive, who will forgive you, and a God who will discipline you. And let's have this wonderful opportunity to know. As we prepare ourselves to partake of the Lord's Supper this morning, we call our leaders to come. As we partake of the Lord's Supper this morning, ask that three questions. Amen? You know, can we simply, right there where you are, just simply say, Lord, search me and know my heart. Try me, know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked ways in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Amen.